0: welcome back to the armor men's health show with dr mystery and donna lee welcome back to the armor men's health hour i'm dr mystery your host here with my co-host donna lee hi You know, one of the cool things about uh, being a physician in Austin is um, being able to come across some amazingly gifted, talented, and dedicated people, even if the medical condition doesn't directly affect them, are uh, really committed to helping patients and making a real difference in our community. And I'm really lucky to have somebody who represents that here today. I've got Mr. Doug English.
1: Welcome, Doug. Hello, Dr. Mystery. i am
0: been looking forward to this. Thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate it. Doug, you're a, a former member of the NFL club, is that right? I, I guess you could call it that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Some uh, people
1: just call us has-beens. But has-beens, no. <laughs> that's
0: fine. Well,
1: you walked in here under
0: your own power, so I feel pretty good about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty lucky that way.
1: <laughs> it's really scary, the physical condition that mm. most NFL players are in. It's a, it's a damaging game. It's Sure, how I'm is. so healthy. I don't know. It's ridiculous. And you really kept
0: yourself uh, quite fit. I'm I'm really impressed. Uh, I think maybe one day you'll have to come back and and tell us how you uh, look great at 42. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. That's why
1: I love you, Doctor Mystery.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: He is a legend, though he was with the Detroit Lions for ten years. That's a long time to be with one team. You don't hear that anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. those days before free agency.
0: Right, that's right. So uh, you have a, a health topic, or a or a patient population, or a, a real mission uh, that is real near and dear to your heart. Uh, it's uh, the Lone Star Paralysis Foundation. A lot of people may not immediately recognize how close spinal cord injury, neurologic injury of that type, and urology are, are are together. Up until just a generation ago, the number one cause of death and, and morbidity uh, in spinal cord injury patients were urologic issues, recurrent urinary tract infection, kidney swelling, kidney stones, a number of things. And some Amazing developments in urology really help propel patients to live longer and better lives. There's also a huge overlap between infertility and fertility patients because, uh, as you know, uh, so many patients have a spinal cord injury right in their prime, you know, fertility years. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got involved in the foundation, what, what
1: propelled you to start it, and some of the motivations? You know, my career ended on a spinal cord injury. And, uh, it wasn't just a, you know, peripheral injury. It was, it was a cord injury because I was having symptoms in my legs from my neck. And that's, that's a big deal. I didn't realize it at the time. I was trying to go back in the game. They stole my helmet, ran off with it. (laughs) Apparently, they have a signal for that for players that
2: Uh get a little emotional
1: and (laughs) excited. You can't go out there without your helmet. I was a fast ball boy. I couldn't catch him either. (laughs) Anyway, and so, you know, it wasn't so much because I got hurt that I I got involved in in SCI, spinal cord injury. Uh, It's an acronym I'll be using, I'm sure. It, it was the surgery that I had in 1985 that was even was unheard of then. I had a doctor years later, years later, like four or five years later, argue with me that, oh, there's no way they went in the front of your neck with a scope. And you know, wow. he insisted he, he look at the back of I said, I think I would know. <laughs> I I would, and, and, and he you wanted to see the back of my neck. He walked around and looked at the back of my neck because he didn't believe that I had this surgery. Oh, and really. then the, the, the type surgery it was. I mean, I have a great neck to this day. And back then, gosh, everyone I know that had a laminectomy had a bad neck for the rest, has a bad neck for the rest of their life. And then they start seeing discs go above and below the the fusion. So without going into a lot of detail about the surgery, it was just very impressive once I learned what a cool surgery I had and how much trouble the Ford family went to to make sure I had the very best surgeon in the world. Hmm. Uh, and, and so
0: it really really
1: says a lot about
0: what you went through because, you know, there's nothing more harrowing than going to a football game and, uh, seeing a young kid get hurt and just sitting there, uh, on the turf, not motionless. Oh yeah. And you're just, you just, your heart drops and, um, all thoughts about winning and losing go away. And all you really care about is the, the being of that, of that kid out there. And, uh, and then you also hear about teams, uh, especially more so in the past, that would let people who are injured go back into the into the game. And so you were really lucky on so many
1: different uh, oh, yeah. fronts. Well, I'll tell you how lucky I was. It happened in the first quarter. And I didn't tell anybody till the end of the third quarter. Wow. Mainly because I could tell I wasn't playing as well as I could. Mm. And, uh, and then when I, I mentioned it to the trainer, that's when he went nuts and and we had a large argument, and then they sold my helmet. And that you know, was the last I ever played. <laughs> so, so a lot but, of uh, a so, lot of people that are going to have a spinal cord injury are going to be pretty young. Yeah, it happens to young, active people. I and, mean, and, swimming, and. diving, motorcycles, ATVs, horses, car accidents are probably the only thing that are not necessarily restricted to young people. But uh, it's it's young, active, active people. So to finish answering your question, I had I'd, to I'd, I'd start hosting a golf tournament about my fourth or fifth year in the league back here in Austin. And it was basically just free beer. You know, yeah, okay, sure, <laughs> I'll be the host. And, and um, then after my surgery, a guy named Kent Waldrop came along. And you may have heard of him. I know Donna has. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he got hurt in 74, I think, playing for TCU against Alabama in Alabama. And 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 he went to Cold War uh, Russia to get a treatment he couldn't get in the U.S. Really, and he I mean he got very aggressive with it. And ended up forming his own foundation. Never he 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 actually started three. He started one that spun off and became the what the the Bonacani Group in Miami. Uh, they call it the, the Miami Project. Miami Project. He started. I think he. He may have started what ultimately became the Christopher Reeve deal. Wow. You know, that that's that I'm not sure about. And then he, he started the National Process Foundation. That's when he showed up and said, "Hey, why don't you guys change your your uh, beneficiary to my group?" And I was like, "In done." That's awesome. And then once that started, we we donated to his foundation for a few years, and it became kind of a, kind of a pain to operate a golf tournament in Austin out of a checkbook with a checkbook in Dallas. And so we started our own foundation. I mean, it wasn't anything real glamorous. It was just we were just trying to make it easy on ourselves. And, and then once we did that, a, a number of opportunities just came out of nowhere. And suddenly we had to put on long pants, you know, and start acting like Wear dinner jackets. We really and, and just began to our, – our, our mission began to just crystallize, which is now research, recovery, and recreation. Your three R's. Three R's. And so, you, you know, when somebody uh, suffers
0: a spinal cord injury, let's just speak, although your, your foundation deals with many different causes of paralysis, um, when somebody suffers a spinal cord injury, um, they go through, you know, an emotional trauma along with their physical trauma and then this realization of how their life is going to change. And so kind of addressing that timeline of what that injury is going to mean for them is so important and having a a group of people to be able to kind of draw upon to give them
1: some guidance, I think is really critical. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. And I'll tell you why, because you are so connected to this. And it's also a fairly interesting story about our foundation. You know, we, we were all about finding a cure. And, and, and then we started this program to try to allow people with spinal cord injury paralysis to recover. It was unheard of when we started it 20 years ago. They the, most hospitals wouldn't even use the word recovery regarding a spinal cord injury, right? And so we said, "Well, not let's... wanting to give false hope, exactly, perhaps, or get sued or whatever." Okay. Right now. So, so uh, at the time, Brackenridge Hospital, back when it was run by the nuns and they were really aggressively trying to do things for the community, even whether they made money on it or not, helped us start and agreed to call it the Recovery Center. And we began to buy some really expensive equipment and put it in there. I don't know that I'm gonna have time to get get all this in in this segment. We'll be back, but let me. I want to pick up where we we leave off because I'm getting to the good stuff. Good. in the next segment. That's exactly how's, how that, you do for a, how's that, that for that. That's how team. you do it. That's you've done time. this before. Yeah. But but we we started this recovery program, and a lot everybody recovers something. Doctors used to say, "Oh yeah, you know, just you you we see you've been through your acute rehabilitation, and so this is all that you're going to get, and so keep in touch and good see. luck in life." <laughs> And we picked them up there and said, okay, let's let's see what we can bring back. And we had a lot of roll-in walkouts. We've had a lot of people that couldn't raise their arms above their shoulders, and now they're doing military presses, and they're hugging their kids, and they're working daily. They're operating their wheelchair. But, I mean, a lot of them, like I said, a lot of them learn to walk again. It's really an exciting phase. And then at that point, we had a surprise. And that's what I'll tell you about in a minute. Oh, nice. We'll be right back. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Donna, you want to tell people how to get a hold of us?
2: Yes. If you have any questions for Doug English or Dr. Mystery, call us um, at 512 762 or send us an email to armormenshealth at com. And our website is armormenshealth.com. We will be right
0: back. Dr. Mystery wants to hear from you. To submit a question, visit armormenshealth.com. We'll be right back with the Armor Men's Health Show. Welcome back to the Armour Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Welcome back to the Armour Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, here with my co host, Donna Lee.
2: Welcome back, everybody.
0: Uh, we are um, again joined by a former <laughs> NFLer Doug English who uh, is also a major proponent of the Lone Star Paralysis Foundation. You know, um, one of my special connections to paralysis is that my um, younger niece was born with a condition called SMA, or spinomuscular atrophy, uh, forever going to be, um, you know, at least in today's science, uh, in a wheelchair. But there are advancements made every day in helping her kind of achieve even small benefits to her recovery. Uh, in the previous segment, you mentioned how inspiring it is to have somebody who couldn't even raise their arms above their um, their shoulders after a spinal cord injury. You know, her with work and medicines and uh, all the rehab, she's been able to regain a lot of her or maintain a lot of her functional activity, which has been amazing uh, for us as her family to see. So I'd love to hear some of uh, kind of your insight into recovery and 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 hear about that special surprise that you guys experience.
1: Well, yes, definitely, uh, Dr. Mystery. the the little victories are huge when you're confined to a wheelchair or a bed and uh, when suddenly you're you're able to feed yourself or you're able to control your bowel and bladder or, or, you know, get around, maybe join a sports team and play wheelchair basketball. These things are, are real important. And everybody, of course, has their eye on the prize, which is walking. And that, that, carries over to the research component that we're, we're working that, and we've got some exciting stuff going there. But in the process of operating the, the reco- Lone Star Recovery Center, we noticed something. This social piece came out of nowhere, where people would come over there and hang out. And we set aside, I think, from 2 o'clock on as a community gym. Anybody with a spinal cord injury can come in and work out on our specially adapted and high-tech equipment and we even, we even pay for a tech to be there and help them on and off some of the stuff that you can't, that don't, you know, you have to get out of your wheelchair for and, and they would, people would just come and they'd work out and they'd hang out. It's like those people, if you go to the gym, you know, all they want to do is talk and then nobody, you know, <laughs> you're trying to work out and they want to talk. They, these are those guys They're, but we want them to talk and That's we want right. them to get to know each other and they form groups and they keep in touch with each other. And so this big social piece came out of nowhere. We weren't looking for a social piece. But here was the incredible thing that that after a few years of this I observed and it just blew me away. We used to get about a suicide a quarter in this ind- in this with this wow. community. Okay? Hmm. Because you know people just they lost all hope. Doctors weren't encouraging them, nobody was encouraging them. And once we started this recovery program and once this social piece began to come together and everybody they're hanging out with people that have the same you know, issue that they do, you just don't hear about suicides anymore. It's just the most wonderful thing, and and this is the part that I know you're going to like because they are young, active people, and a lot of the young men, you know, they they end up, you know, getting married. Maybe the the gal they're dating at the time sticks with them. Sometimes they leave them, and sometimes a lot of these guys marry their physical therapist. You know, it's it's really a beautiful thing. I mean, the the wives of the men, and certainly the husbands of the women, but. The wives of the men are just, they inspire me as much as anybody. Anyway, I could go on and on about that, but I can tell you from an, as as they call me an able-bodied person, when I had my first child, it gave me something to live for. Absolutely. And for these guys, when they, in their situation, come to you and and you have equipment and knowledge how to... Allow them to have their own child. Holy cow! They got something to live for. Absolutely. And it's it's. I watch them and it, they change. They even you know they're they're still strong and so competitive and they 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 you know they fought through this injury. But there's something missing. And then when they had that baby, they they turned to mush like I did. You know, and just oh. And it it just it just gives them something to live for, and it saves lives. It's an incredible
0: insight. You know, a lot of men when they talk about. Um, what are their biggest concerns after a spinal cord injury? Walking again and being functional in that manner is certainly a big part of it. But being sexually functional, being able to perform as a quote-unquote man uh, in their life, being able to have children, these are in some ways unspoken concerns that they have. Because yeah. in some ways, a lot of times they feel ungrateful to be able to ask, you know, something that may be a little less than... Immediately life threatening to them through your foundation through our work with spinal cord injury patients, our offering of electroejaculation for patients, as you mentioned, so that they can have a child of their own. Um, I think that has been incredibly rewarding for us and and uh, incredible for you guys to be able to address.
1: Well, it's it just it brings us all together, and uh, <laughs> you know it, it's it's just uh, it's just one of the really feel good parts of this whole deal: research, recovery, and recreation. You know and I guess it could, be in some ways, be considered recreation. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but it's it's all part of the recovery program, and, and it's 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 neat. And you know when we when we when we opened our new recovery center, uh, once the hospital decided it wasn't profitable and they didn't want to fund it anymore, yeah, uh, we worked a deal with uh, Katie Bushion, who owns a group called Spiro. I think they've got five or six locations now in Texas. Mm -hmm. And, and, and she took down a lease on a property about 4,200 block or so of Guadalupe. And we moved probably a million dollars, you know, all of our equipment, we moved in there. I've seen this equipment. It's impressive. And, and, uh, and the community gyms in there. And we, there was a room in the back that Wasn't she wasn't going to do anything with because it's pretty rough and and, you know she's already spent a lot of money on the place, and our board says oh no that's going to be our social room, and so we we put a pretty good chunk of money into that room and we're still working on it we got a big screen TV coming and you know a few things to make it really user friendly because of the social piece and so people can and you know some of these guys that you've helped can come in there. You know, bring their their kids. Bring their they kids. can bring their kids in there and have a little place to hang out and watch watch a football game or something so it's it's uh you know we we have embraced that social piece even though we didn't think of it it just dropped in our lap well it's incredibly
0: inspiring and none of this is cheap and so you guys must have fundraisers throughout the year what are some of your big opportunities for people to participate or to, to donate money to, to your cause oh gosh
1: there's so many you know we have a lot of a lot of Programs, you know, we've we've always had the Lone Star Prowls, Lone Star Classic. That's the golf tournament. It's a two day event. It used to be four or five days when we were all younger. <laughs> lots of uh, drinking, lots of drinking.
2: That's how I met Doug English, is through that foundation, through that's the right. golf tournament. That's many, right. many, many. You did our ago. show a few times. I you did. Also I Did the comedy show and Bill Engvall's the superstar. Of- yeah,
1: Bill's okay. Bill's the new host of the. I, I quit hosting when we started the foundation, and Bill became the host mm-hmm. of the the golf tournament and I still Mm -hmm. chair the foundation
2: right and at the gala there's always the big comedy show that everybody looks forward to and before that comedy show though they do the the person comes on stage who has been working in rehab all that time and that person walks they get out of their chair and walks and it is just the best most amazing event you've ever seen every
1: year we have at least one person that will will Mm -hmm. be able to you will say, let me introduce them. They'll come up and say, oh, yeah, by the way, I was in a wheelchair. Here's a picture of me <laughs> a year ago. Oh man! And they're standing there at the Everybody's microphone. crying. Oh, yeah. yeah I cry like a baby sometimes.
2: <laughs> that's one of the best things it's, ever. It's,
1: uh, we, we try to stick with the, uh, you know, we, we just try to we try to share. At, at the low Star Classic, we try to share our vision. This is what we want to do. This is how we want to do it. We, we pay hardly no one. We pay a little money to Caitlin for do all the work she does. Organizing event, helping organize events, and a little money to Barbara, who pays the bills and takes care of the books, both part-time type deals. It's a labor and of love. Every, everything else is. Uh, we don't do expenses. We don't do reimbursements. We. It's. You want to go see a researcher? <laughs> buy your ticket and get your own hotel and tell us about it when you get back. And and that's what that's what we roll in because we want every penny going to the mission that we can. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Doug, you are super inspiring. Um, your uh, the the Lone Star Paralysis Foundation. Also, you can. Uh, access their information at lonestarparalysis.org. We'll put that on our, on our Facebook. Some, uh, a, a topic that's really close to my heart, both uh, as a doctor and um, as an uncle. And uh, I, I couldn't thank you enough for being here today and sharing your experience.
1: Well, let me tell you something. I get more out of it than I give. It's really been a blessing for me. Well, thank you so much.
2: Awesome.
0: And um, uh, Donna, do we have time for any kind of closeout?
2: We do. Uh, now that our hearts are all full, thank you, Doug, for coming in. I appreciate it. It's nice to call you a friend. Uh, if you have questions about the Lone Star Paralysis Foundation or for Doug English, you can email us at armormen'shealth@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions about Dr. Mystery or our clinic, urology specialist, call us during the week at 512-238-0762. Our website is armormenshealth.com, and we appreciate everybody for listening.
0: The Armour Men's Health Show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com.